Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast, featuring in-depth conversations with executives, leaders, influencers, and journalists in this dynamic, high-stakes industry. Hosted by Craig Pickett, founder of Northstar Group, the boutique executive search firm for the aerospace industry. You'll learn how top aerospace executives are developing their people, competing for talent, overcoming challenges, and adjusting to industry trends to drive growth and profits. And now, let's join your host, Greg Pickett. So, uh, Matt, what are you up to today? What's happening in San Diego? <laughs> uh, it's beautiful. As we record this, it's October of 2019. We're just coming into the fall. I know you're traveling. You're up in uh, beautiful and scenic New York City, so we each are experiencing fall on completely opposite ends of the country. There you, there you go. It's a, it's a rainy day in, uh, it's a rainy day in New York, but, uh, and, and what, a, what event are you at, by the way? I am at, uh, an aviation leasing finance. It's, it's an aviation finance conference called the Ishka Aviation Investable. So they've got a, mm-hmm. a lot of bankers, yeah, a lot of bankers, a lot of leasing companies, um, some great, uh, great topics. Yeah. Um, about aircraft finance and where the market's going. And uh, it looks like there's a little bit of bumps, but generally clear skies ahead. So Good. That's awesome. We'll see. And we're going to talk about culture today. So we're talking uh, both from the company perspective, but also from the perspective of the executives uh, in terms of what to look for when you go into a company. But let's, let's start with the company's perspective and, and what culture means and why, why it's so important. Why do you feel so strongly about culture in a company? Hey, look, with culture in a company, it's, it's interesting. What, you know, what, is a com- you know, what is a company culture? And it's a lot of different things. It's you know what's a uh, what's the culture of a company or you know or a country or a community. The culture of a company or company is the same is very much the same thing. It's you know, how people interact with each other. Are they aggressive? Are they a little bit more passive? Are they a little bit more thoughtful? Um, you know, do they do they let people pick up the ball? Is it pick up the ball and run with it? Is it a culture of micromanagement no don't do anything unless you're told or is it a culture of it's easier to beg forgiveness than ask permission so you know, run with it until someone says stop and, and in fact in two weeks i'm going to the nata national aviation transportation conference and i'm going to be speaking on this this very topic it's company cultures will make or break their hiring capabilities Mm. companies with really bad cultures with you know know, ceos who are um who are uh, disorganized or in disarray or who micromanage they will attract a certain amount of talent that just needs a job and will stick around and then there's other companies where like google you remember zappos before amazon bought them Mm -hmm. i said zappos just had the most wild culture yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very they, like famous. Like that was the that was their claim to fame, and that's part of yeah. why they got such good reviews around Las Vegas for being like the best place to work uh, in right. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 like the people were banging at their door. So you know, I think yeah, uh, you know, I think that's the one thing companies need to be really focusing on, and not just paying lip service to it. It's mm-hmm. hey, look, what are we? What are we? You know, from a leadership down, you know, um, point of view. What are we? What are we trying to become? What do we want to be? How do we get there? Mm-hmm. And I think that you know, uh, 
you know, that is how new cultures or that is how cultures are, you know, defined. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting. One of the things that you're going to talk about on the podcast more as we come into the new year is just how, how executives can be more sought after. Uh, and I think that matches well with kind of the next generation of executives that, that we're seeing come up in the world. And this goes for people in the entrepreneurial space as well, uh, is that the more choice, more mobility means that people's expectations and, and uh, how would I put it? The checklist of things that they want in, in, in the company that they work for is changing. You know, and you're, yep. you're seeing that from both sides. You're seeing a change in the executives and what, they, what they're looking for as a candidate. And you're seeing it a little bit slower in what the companies are looking for from the executives, right? But it's, yeah. it, they, need, they do need to be aware of it, that the culture that they're setting has to be attracted to the next generation of up-and-coming executives yeah. or executives in the making. Look, I'm actually really bullish, you know, and, and, and a lot of people, you know, you hear the, you hear the, the millennials don't want to work or Gen Z or whatever. Yeah. Hey, look, it's the same conversation every generation has had for, for, for centuries. You know, the, the kids, the, the, uh, the kids these days, look, I'm actually really bullish on the next gen. I, I, I do some mentoring at the university of North Carolina. I take a couple business school kids and, you know, we mentor them. And this one fellow I'm mentoring, I said, what were, what were your goals younger? And he says, hey, look, I wanted to make $100,000. So my brother and I started this little landscaping business and I made $100,000. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't do it all at once. It took me two summers, but I made $100,000. 20? I'm like, good for you. Yeah. So now he's going to come into corporate America. He's got a, you know, he's getting a, a, a you know, finance and marketing dual majors. He's coming into corporate America. And, you know, now this kid's, he's a thoroughbred. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he's going to need to go to a company that will allow him to do. You know, they yeah. will, they will yeah. give him, they will give him what he is capable of handling and they will let him do it. And they will say, Hey, if you need some structure or some help along the way, you know, we're here to help you. You know, it's or 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 you know, better yet, it's you know, it's you know, you know go, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. go do it. Yeah, yeah. Basically, get uh, essentially give him whether it's a project, a division, a business unit, something, something to where he can have complete ownership and just go go yeah. do it. Because yeah, somebody that does that, somebody that builds and makes six figures in the space of six months over the course of a year. Yeah, that that's a person that has to be set free. Otherwise, they're gonna they're they're essentially right. it's just you're you're creating a ticking time clock until they leave and mm-hmm. find what they think is a better opportunity. Right, and and yeah. the, and and you know, yeah, Steve Jobs has a saying, you know, let's hire good people, so they can tell us what to do. You know, right. not vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, companies that that you know, companies are just gonna have to take. I think you know, great cultures are built by we will we will give people the roles that they are capable of handling. We will give them ownership of the roles. We will let them succeed. If they are not succeeding, we will give them guidance. And if they can't succeed, we will either put them in different places or we will, you know, uh, evaluate their ability to stay with the company for the sake of everybody else there. You know, Mm -hmm. Look, people who just can't get the things done, you know, who over over promise and under under deliver, 
Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they can't handle an organization. Yeah. The people who under promise, or I should say, you know, uh, you know, deliver on their promises. You know, they want an organization where they can continue to thrive and continue to deliver. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. On the flip side. Yeah. Good. Um, oh, well, I wanted to ask if you have any examples, um, just going back to the culture part about, cause we talked a little bit about this before we hit the record button about core values, but we haven't really touched on that quite yet. What do you, what do you think about like when you look at a company, what their core values are versus the executives that they're bringing in, what are some of those maybe common mismatches in core values that can, that can sink that, that new relationship? Well, we're talking a little bit offline. We won't talk about the company, but the the CEO I was out with last night, and he's not happy with his head of sales. Okay. You know, and the yeah, and and he, and and we talked about it, and he says, "I want, I'm trying to drive a culture of ownership. I've got, you know, I've got a thousand and one things on my plate. I hired a head of sales to handle the sales part." I want him to take ownership of the sales part from the time a customer calls in to the yeah, time where signing contracts and delivering product. Yeah. Case in point, the guy's been sitting on a customer's contract. All it needed was the CEO's signature for them to book the sale. You know, mm-hmm. he, the, 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 he's been sitting on it for a week. You know, hmm. Why are you saying, why didn't you run it over to my office and have me sign it? You know? mm-hmm. So you know, the, the, the core of it, you know, the culture of ownership, it's like, I, I think the core yeah. values companies want is, hey, look, we will, we will deliver what we promise to our customers. We will give them high quality. We will stand by our product. We will deal honesty and integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the flip side, you know, what do companies want from their employees? We want, we want you to take 100% responsibility for that which you are responsible for. Mm-hmm. And that includes raising your hand and saying, um, you know, yeah, Houston, we have a problem. Right. Yeah. I have a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the ownership conversation is interesting. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about that and I don't, I don't quite have the, the answer yet, but I've been thinking a lot about the question, how do you set the expectations culturally for what proactive and ownership looks like because i do i do think there's a little bit of this disconnect where you have people come in and they're if they're used to a corporate environment where they feel like it's the boss that takes like it's the person above them on the ladder that takes the mental burden of whether the job's being done or not uh, mm-hmm. it's hard to get them into the mentality of taking real ownership uh, and i think a lot of people just don't understand what ownership actually looks like and i do think that might be an issue with the younger generation that's coming up because it's, we're, we're delaying that longer and longer before that, that lesson gets driven home, right? That lesson used to be driven home in high school and it used to be driven home on the farm when you were working in between, you know, it through the summers. Mm-hmm. Now we don't do that anymore. Then it got pushed into college. Now colleges uh, are not quite, you know, as, as rigorous. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that that's uh, that, that culture of ownership is not really necessarily being driven home in college. Mm-hmm. I think that's why people lean on, for example, they'll look for student athletes because right. that, that's one area of college where you know for sure that, that right. at least theoretically that culture of ownership is driven home. Right. Hey, look, past performance does indicate future performance right. in people, in my opinion. 
um, unless there's a remarkable, unless there's a remarkable change of you know, thought. You know, the person who is saying the government needs to pay my student loans is probably not the person that I'm going to be looking to hire. Yeah. I want the person who says, you know, I got the student loans. I'm going to go get these things paid off come hell mm -hmm. or high water in five years. It's, yep. you know, it's on me. Yep. The expectation should be set at the beginning. And, it, and it's a very simple conversation. You are my head of sales. I want you to own the process from the, the, the way the website looks, acts, feels until product is delivered to the customer and then we turn it over to customer service. Tell me what you need, but also tell me, hey, I got it. Give me a, you know, give me a report once a week so that I know you got it. You know, and, and, and that I think is a very easy it's a very easy expectation to have. From the salesperson's point of view, the conversation is, what do you expect of me as far as ownership of the website, as far as you know, the 800 call in line, as far as you know, customer touches, you know, what, whatever. What, what are your expectations? Yep. And it's a conversation. You know, it's that conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, tackling it on the front end is a whole lot easier and overcoming a lot of ambiguity. Oh yeah. Um, so sat at lunch yeah. yesterday, sat mm -hmm. at lunch yesterday, you know, really capable, really capable executive. We're you know, uh, a guy I've known for a long time. Mm -hmm. He just took a new job and he says, yeah, I, I still don't understand how the CEO wants to, you know, wants to communicate. You know, we're, I'm trying to figure out his style. I just looked at him and said, why don't you just ask him? <laughs> okay. Instead of trying to figure out, why don't you ask him? So yeah, you know, yeah, okay. This in this case, it's a little bit of a harder conversation. But in most companies, asking your direct boss, what's the best way for me to communicate with you? Is it yeah? It it's a simple question. It's a five minute conversation. Mm-hmm. It's true. Especially if you're not having good, especially if you're having very challenging, you know, mm -hmm. you send an email and you get a blast. Yeah. 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 Whatever. The email comes back and it's misinterpreted or yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that should send up a red flag for that conversation to take place immediately. Right. It's yeah. like, Hey, look, I'm not, you know, either I'm not communicating well with you. My message is not being interpreted the way that I think it should be interpreted. Yeah. Take ownership of it. Say, hey, yeah, it's my responsibility to communicate up the chain effectively as it is to communicate down the chain. And that once again lies on me. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I love that mentality. That's, uh, I just, yeah, I've been going back and rereading extreme ownership. And that's one of those things that the communication back up the chain is one of the things that I think uh, people struggle with when they are younger in their careers and the people that master it faster accelerate their careers and then you, and you figure it out as you go along that you have to take responsibility for every single part including up the chain from you so right. yeah i did that that is something that we all we i mean basically we all need to be reminded of it whatever up the chain means to us whether it's clients if you're an entrepreneur whether it's whether it's the board if you're the ceo like there's somebody always up the chain even if it's just the shareholders mm -hmm. um, there's somebody always up the chain and you have to manage to take ownership that direction too Every situation that's ever gone south on me 
I had some component of it. Yep. Yeah. Not a hundred percent to blame, but not zero either. Yep. You know, it's, there's always some element to a victory or a defeat that falls on me. And I think, you know, that's where, but, but, you know, the company cultures that I think are great are the ones who, you know, give the expectations to the executives that they bring on board. They let them run with those expectations and the people are then, you know, expected to either own up to the results or own up to the lack of lack thereof, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, I think that's what the next generations all want is, Hey, we're capable. You know, let yeah. us, let us run with it. Yeah. Cool. Love it. Well, I'd love to pick up this conversation because I think we can go deeper on the ownership mentality. We'll see if we can do that in another episode. But in the meantime, how do people reach out? How do they connect and stay in touch? 910-509-7129 is the office. Craig at NorthStarESG.com is the, uh, the website. And all my, all my podcasts and my rants and my overly caffeinated thoughts are all posted on my website. So uh, come and join us there too. <laughs> That's right. Well, better, better overly caffeinated than hopped up on, on some other substance. So that's, uh, makes for better, better writing. All right, Craig, this is awesome. As always, thanks so much for, uh, for joining us for uh, like this shorter, uh, little in-depth episode. There you go. Thanks, Matt, for coming on.